This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. We're on the phone right now with Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. And Matt, seeing some nice turnaround come out of the overnight. What are we looking at going into this Friday? You know, it's been an interesting week. I mean, essentially, you came in here this week trying to figure out, you know, what the direction might be moving forward. And, you know, you've got a report out next Monday, so you got to keep that in the back of your head. But, you know, uh, you know, basically, you've seen corn, you know, kind of chop around. I mean, we've gone down, we've gone up, but in essence, we really haven't done much on the week. Uh, uh, you get right down to it. I mean, you look at, for instance, the settlement uh, there last week. Uh, let's see, we were at 665 and three quarters, and, you know, we're up six or seven cents on the week. Uh, we've been below that, you know, but uh, uh, we're going to look like we're going to maybe go in with a little bit of steam towards the weekend. Now, yesterday, both markets were kind of getting, um, you know, worked over again after a rough day there on Wednesday. Came in, and I think we just found support, you know, and we had decent closes. It looks like we're going to kind of carry that through. And then it's all going to be up to, hey, what's the September report look like? So, my, you know, my personal thought process is they're going to have to drop yield, uh, I would assume, you know, on corn. How much remains to be seen. As far as beans go, I think uh, if they keep the bean crop fairly close to where USDA was last month, that's probably going to kind of reside where I think most people are thinking. So I, I, you know, I think 172.5, maybe in 51.5 or for the average trade guesses, which make quite a bit of sense to me. Now, let's say for some unknown reason, let's say USDA says, hey, we're going to leave that corn number where it is uh, instead of changing it like most people are thinking. What would that do to the market in that situation? If you stayed at 175.4 next Monday for corn yield, you know, it'd be, uh, you wouldn't want to be long corn. You know, I mean, you're probably looking at a pretty significant correction. And I would say something um, down into that 620 level, you know, there's an area down there that most, uh, most people feel like we could see a little bit of support, you know, come in. I mean, you basically got, uh, you know, your 50 day moving average is down at 622 and, you know, you'd have to get through your 200 to get down to it, which is around 636 as you and I speak. So, you know, I think you could probably bust through some of these, but I mean, you're going to need a pretty bearish number to see that happen. I really don't think that a 175 four is in the cards at this stage of the game. Um, you, typically, whenever the crop's a little bit on the small side, you know, they get smaller from there. And so we'll, we'll see if that's what happens this time around. But uh, my personal uh, opinion is that they'll end up somewhere between USDA August and Pro Farmer there in August. You know, so it was 168.1 up to about 175.4. I think you split that right in the middle, and you're probably going to be getting fairly close. But again, it's kind of a guessing game, and it's still early. And quite frankly, Dustin, whether you're talking corn or beans this year, with the disparity between the really, really good stuff and the really poor stuff, I've got to think that we're going to have to get another month out before we can get a super good handle on what this crop is. Now, we did catch our breath earlier this week with uh, the news out of Russia. Has there been any uh, headway on that? Have we heard any pro- progress on the, the claims that, uh, that Putin's been making? Yeah, I mean, essentially, whenever, whenever you start looking at what the rhetoric is, it sounds to me like he, he's not real happy with the way that the grain is moving out of the Black Sea region. And so he'd like to kind of rethink how that's all put together. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, whenever he said that this was uh, because he has concerns that the wheat's not getting to the places that need it from a humanitarian standpoint, you know, uh, you can take that a lot of different ways. I mean, he may just not like really the way that it's moving, period. But, uh, you know, bottom line right now is a couple of big things out of that region, first of all, you know, what's going to happen as far as wheat and corn exports go? 
Second of all, you know, uh, what's going to happen with this Nord Stream pipeline? So it's going to have huge ramifications whenever you're talking about either subject, uh, not only over in the EU, but globally, especially when you start talking exports. So I think there's a lot of moving parts here, and that's part of the reason why we keep telling producers, you know, when you're looking at these corn at 673, if you've got an APH or APH plus type crop, so better than your average history, then, uh, well, I'll tell you what, you should be really cautious as to throw too much cold water you know, on these sort of prices. I don't want to be wildly bullish going into harvest at 673 corn, uh, but at the same time, you know, uh, I don't want to be uh, super bearish. So, but my thought process is let's quit trying to figure out the uh, the market, you know, quit trying to figure out the market and, and do what you, you know best, which is you should know what this price means to your operation. And if you've got good profit margin on the table, which again, anyone with a crop, has really good profit margin on the table. Sometimes we've got to latch on to as much as we can, especially going into a potentially volatile report. All right. Turning our attention to livestock, what do you see in those cattle and hog markets? You know, I think when it gets uh, over to cattle, I mean, obviously we've been trying to rally just a little bit in, in, in here this week. The thing is, is that anytime you see the corn market rallying, it's really hard to get uh, any momentum, especially whenever you look over at feeders. A lot of times if feeders are struggling, you look over to, you know, uh, fats and fats are doing something similar. So I think whenever it comes to cattle, I'm still long-term friendly. Uh, sorting out this U.S. crop size situation is probably going to be something we need to do before we can get some serious traction in the in the cattle market. But, you know, the numbers are going to suggest from a fundamental standpoint that you should be well supported, if not moving on to higher prices. It's just that it's going to be tough to make an argument for that if you've got really high corn prices, first of all. And second of all, you know, if you see the equities continue to, uh, you know, struggle a little bit. So as you and I speak this morning, you know, we've got the Dow up a couple hundred points, NASDAQ's up 117. Uh, pretty good action there. And I would say that if that kind of action continues, I think this cattle market's going to be hard to hold down. All right. Well, Matt, a lot of great insight as always. Uh, if people want to get in touch with agmarket.net, what's the best way for them to do that? agmarket.net or agmarket.app, either one of those places you can get a hold of our research, you know, our contact info, and uh, some of the technology provided to try to help producers maximize their return on investment on their operations. All right, Matt. Well, thanks so much for the insight, and we'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Thank you. That again was Matt Bennett of agmarket.net. Let's run down those numbers for you. December corn up six and a quarter at 674 and three quarters. March up six at 679 and a quarter. November beans up 17 and three quarters at 1403 and three quarters. January up 18 at 1409 and a quarter. Soy meal up two dollars and ten cents at four eleven twenty. Soy oil a dollar fourteen higher at sixty six eighteen. Chicago wheat up sixteen and a half at eight forty five and a half. Minneapolis wheat up seventeen at nine fifteen and a quarter. Kansas wheat up eighteen and three quarters at nine eleven and three quarters. December oats six and three quarters higher. That's at three eighty three even. December live cattle seventeen cents higher at one forty nine eighty five. Feeder cattle up two cents at one eighty two thirty five. Lean hogs down 77 cents at 91.35. Pork cutouts unchanged at 102.95. Class 3 milk, 7 cents lower at 19.72. Thanks again to Matt Bennett of agmarket.net for joining us here today on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. <laughs> <laughs>